I think the two biggest things that we are constantly tracking are like, what's the time to value? What's the time to first value? And then are we seeing net retention go up? In our last edition of Uptech Report, we spoke with Gaurav Bhattacharya, the CEO of Involvesoft, who told us about the remarkable journey that brought him from humble origins to the CEO of a startup. In part two of our conversation, Gaurav tells us more about overcoming the obstacles of starting a U.S. company as an immigrant, the goals he establishes for success, and his view that coders will be the next blue-collar workforce. What's one difficulty that you had to face and then overcome uh, that maybe another entrepreneur can learn from? Oh, that's a great one. I think for just being open, like immigration was really hard for us because like immigration is a, is a big challenge. Like we had to learn a lot about what kind of visa, when to apply for it, how to search for the lawyer. So I think that's something that, you know, it's possible. Like a lot of immigrants don't know that. They always see, uh, like for example, like immigrants would see uh, Indian entrepreneurs or Asian entrepreneurs. And then they feel like these people were actually born in the US. But there's a lot of like, like immigrants who are like, for example, both Satya Nadella, who's Indian, who's the CEO of Microsoft, and Sundar Pichai is the CEO of Google and Alphabet now. They're both people who came later, so they were not US citizens. But there's a lot of ways of, of working with it. Just I think the, the big message I want to give is it's possible. As an immigrant, you can start a company. You can run a successful company, sell it as well. There's a lot of options. You just have to find good lawyers and, and people who've done it before. But the biggest part is it's possible, and it, it can be done. So if anyone... Who's an immigrant who watches a video and thinks can be done it is legally, it can be exactly. Yeah. I love it. I'm actually Canadian, by the way, so I'm not even American. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is it is possible. Now you you've you've already uh, paved the way, you've you're living the dream, it so to say, and you've got a great vision. Describe to me where you see yourself in five years from now. Where is the company? Yeah, it's a great question. So Hopefully five years from now, you know, we were just doing, doing our road mapping. Uh, you know, our goal is that we can build this a really big business. We have thousands of customers, hopefully five years from now, and we're solving a lot of pain. We are, you know, building a community where we're hiring top talent. We're empowering them, also helping their families and their communities. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm a big believer in, in make, making a company and, and almost creating it like a hundred year old company. So hopefully we, in the next five years, we've laid the foundation, whatever we do, you know, again, the product may change, the vision may change, or the, uh, you know, there's a lot of new things we might be doing or different things, but just laying the foundation that can this be a generational company. And that's what we're focused on. Wow. It's a, it's a different uh, scope than a lot of other startups that are, I just want to grow as fast as I can and then sell. And uh, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what happens after it, but the focus of building a company that can be generational, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. What, in order to accomplish this, in order to be a, a company that can be passed down and, yeah. and no matter how it, it continues to evolve, what mm -hmm. hurdles do you see you're gonna have to overcome to make that happen? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest one is always like, can we build a product that's differentiated enough and that's valuable enough that people can buy quickly or, you know, it can actually in theory solve a problem, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times you try to pitch something uh, to these executives and they have so much going on that, you know, it's not important or valuable enough for them. But at the same time, once you've sold them, 
can they actually see the value? Can we fulfill that promise so that they, you know, become customers, they buy more, they stay on for longer, they refer more people. So I think the two biggest things that we are constantly tracking are like, what's the time to value? What's the time to first value? And then are we seeing net retention go up? In, in SaaS, net retention basically means that if you start with $100, uh, what's the the end dollar amount at the end of the year? So if I if we bring on a customer, we start with $100, can we take them to $140 at the end of the year? Or So that's really important for us. And that's our net retention. And our net retention is 140%, which makes us really happy. But it's also really hard to maintain. And hopefully we can do that year over year so that we have more customers or, or we have more seats or more use cases than we started with at the end of the first year. So that's kind of our goal. I think these are the two big things we're trying to focus on is, is the first time to value and then can we increase value over time so people stay with us. I appreciate the realization of both how quickly can somebody get on and see value and then how well can you retain them and keep them and themselves actually growing and spending more. Um, that hurdle, but the fact is you're focused on it, you realize it, that that's probably the first step. With knowing your five-year journey that the technology or the application or the vision might change, what are you doing personally to continually innovate? Where are you going for new ideas and new thoughts? Yeah, so, uh, and maybe this is like a shameless plug here, but I was watching your podcast and they're really valuable because I think uh, uh, learning from other entrepreneurs is the biggest value and all of us is, are busy, right? You're busy, other entrepreneurs are busy. So if you can, you know, in, in your free time, listen to someone, uh, you know, how they're scaling, how they see, how, what challenges are they facing? Um, how are they solving those? I think it's really valuable. So uh, I, I like think your, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So your, your channel is like, is a, definitely a good, good place to be. Um, and I also listen to another podcast uh, or they have their series, but it's on, it's very SaaS specific. It's called Saster. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're pretty good too. They do a lot of content with entrepreneurs. Uh, so, so these two places are pretty, pretty good sources to learn. Love it. The focus on, on, if you aren't learning from, from other ideas and other people, that, that's the best way to innovate is you, you ha- getting new uh, uh, insights. Yeah. Uh, that's a great point out to check out Saster. Any particular, um, uh, other uh, sites or blogs or podcasts or books or audiobooks um, that you're reading uh, right now? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm a, I read a lot <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I'm a big audiobook fan too. There's a book I, I recently, I'm, I've just started reading and I can't remember the author. That's, that's really bad, but it's called The CEO Within, The Great CEO Within. But it's just like, it's a very tactical book. It talks about what a CEO of a startup can do to have good alignment in the company, to set goals, to, you know, a lot of tips on hiring and firing, a lot of tips on fundraising. That's a good book. Uh, one of my favorite books is Never Split the Difference. I don't know if you've read it, but it's a really, it's, it's by an FBI agent, but it talks about the art of ne- negotiation. Uh, but, you know, some of the things that you're doing too in this interview, which is amazing, things like reflective listening, just summarizing and repeating but, but it's so important because every time you say it and I'm like, yeah, you got my point. You, you like, I feel heard, which is great. Right? So there's a lot of tips like that in there. It's a really good book for sales and fundraising. I think I need to read book, that book myself. <laughs> Maybe help in, in, in interviewing as well. That's yeah. awesome. For you personally, what uh, upcoming technology are you most excited about? 
Ooh, that's a great question. I'm a believer in artificial intelligence, right? So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it's like, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading. I feel like the next generation of blue collar workers are going to be software engineers or coders. So that's like one of the big theories I have. So, so I feel that AI is going to become really powerful. That there's still going to be a lot, a lot of creative jobs, but a lot of the blue collar jobs are going to shift out eventually. So I'm pretty excited seeing that, seeing that trend. I, I like that I, that blue collar workers will become coders. That, that is a, a fascinating uh, perspective. I dig it. Yeah, <laughs> it, without a doubt. I mean, it's it's everything's becoming technology and software, and if anything, it's just somebody's going to need to manage the the different algorithms and code. And hey, go work on that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I can dig that. So, where can folks go to learn more about you? What's a good first step for them to take? Yeah, absolutely. I think the website is is uh is probably the best way it's www.involvesoft.com uh, just like microsoft but it's involvesoft.com uh and uh, and that's that's uh, it has a lot of information about me about my founders about my team also about the company uh but my email is gaurav so g-a-u-r-a-v at involvesoft.com so people can try Thank drop you. me an email as well have you seen a company using AI, machine learning, or other technology to transform the way we live, work, and do business? Go to uptechreport.com and let us know.